Welcome to the Money and Motivation Podcast. You're joined by your host, Olivia. I'm passionate about all things finance and I'm here to help you sort your money out, navigate the world of investing and build long-term wealth. Join me here each week as we deepen our knowledge about all things money and stay motivated to ensure we live our very best lives. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast and our next episode of the Money and Motivation podcast. You're with your host, as usual, myself, Olivia, and today we're going to be talking through a really simple budgeting strategy, and I'm going to be talking you through step-by-step for how you can implement this into your life and into your budget. So the first thing I really want to say about this episode just before we dive in is that it really does not matter how much you earn, you should have a budget in place. Now, it does not matter if you're making 60K or 160K or 260K, a budget is a really, really smart financial decision. And there's almost different reasons for this based on how much you're sort of earning. So if you feel like you're someone that doesn't earn enough money or you're struggling to make sure that your money's going to the places you want or it's just sort of covering your life but you're not reaching your goals, then putting a budget in place is really one of the first steps to help you see where your money's actually going and then see if there's any money that's leaking out of your bank accounts for things you don't really need or value. And then it gives you the opportunity to redirect that money to the important things. So even if it's, you know, $20 a week or $50 a week, it can really help you hone in on those little things that can then be redirected to help you actually start reaching some goals you want beyond just living your life. If you feel like you're someone earning quite a lot of money or you're earning enough, you're living your life, you're reaching your goals, then a budget is a really powerful tool to get that good money that you are earning and using it to propel yourself even further. So, you know, finding that extra $100 to invest every fortnight that was just leaking out on, you know, potentially unused subscriptions or random grocery grabs, you know, we've all got those things that we spend money on that we're like, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. It just helps us to identify those little things and then make sure we're directing our money where we want it to be. So probably another thing I want to, you know, preface before we get into it is that budgeting does not have to be restrictive and it should not be restrictive. So it's obviously going to depend on your individual income, but we want to be making room for all of the things that we need in our life. We want to be making room for things that, you know, help us enjoy our day to day whilst also putting that bit towards our goals. And this is going to be really individual and really dependent on goals and income. But the budget that we're going to talk about today should be you know, applicable for most people. Um, And you can definitely sort of move things around and make it individual for yourself. So this episode is just really perfect if you're looking to sort your money out with a new budget, or if you've absolutely never had a budget in place, you just get paid, you spend your money as you see fit, and that's it, then this is perfect for beginners that have never had a budget in place too. If you're someone who always feels like they're broke and they've got no idea where your money's going, this is just one of the first practical steps. And I'm really hoping that I can help you step-by-step put something together. So for our budget today, we're going to be going through the 30, 50, 20 budget. Now you might've heard about this one because it's really popular. So there's a few sort of main budgeting methods that are spoken about and used. And I just really like this one because I think it's really easy to understand and they uses some flexibility. Um, And it also focuses on having 
a designated section for like goals, investing and sort of those things you want to reach in your life. So it's a really easy one to understand and implement. So that's why I thought that I would go through it today and I'm going to talk you through step by step. Firstly, we're going to briefly go through how this budget works. And as I'm doing this, you can see if this budget might work for you. So simply put, the 30-50-20 budget is a budget that outlines the percentage you are going to allocate to certain things in your life. So there's only three sections. So we're going to allocate 30% to one, 50% to one, and 20% to another. And I'm going to go into detail of to what might fit in them. But as I said before, this is perfect for beginners because there's definitely some flexibility and people that sort of want that flexibility in their life. It, it's not about allocating every single dollar or being super restrictive. It's just about knowing where our money is going and also giving you a bit of a guide on what you might spend on certain areas. And like, I want to emphasize it's giving you a bit of a guide. So if you live in a really expensive state where your rent or your mortgage payment is going to be quite a lot more than someone living in a cheaper state, you may have to kind of allocate a little bit more to that and maybe pull back in a sort of a smaller area. Or you might be thinking, you know, well, I'm spending this much on um, one of the sections or one of the items and perhaps that's actually more than I need to be because in my area, rent mortgage isn't that expensive. Um, you know, it might just give you some things that you would like to cut down on as well. Um, so just be really mindful that it's a guide. It's not, you know, exactly what you need to be spending and you need to obviously weigh up your own individual situation. But when I have sort of thought about this budget in terms of how I was spending, it did fit quite well for me. So I thought that I was sort of spending in the right sections. One of the biggest issues, I guess, and why this budget is helpful when it comes to sort of putting our budgeting together is that we actually, no one tells us how much we should be spending on things. Um, you know, no one says this is about average or this is about normal. And and it is individual, but it's it's good to have a bit of a guide and see, you know, okay, well, actually we're overspending on this massively. And I think that this is the trap that people fall into when they're getting paid really good money and they're like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just spend up to the amount I'm getting paid. That then doesn't leave us with the money to um, reach different financial goals, save for things, um, invest our money for our future. So we don't have to work as much. We don't have those financial demands. So this just serves as a guide as to if we're spending this money, we should have some money to reach our future goals. And as we go through each ex ex Oh, pardon me. As we go through each section, I will also give you some examples of how and, and where you might be flexible as we move through the episode. We are going to start with our first section, which is our needs. And this is our 50%. So as I go through each section, I'll talk about what's within it. So in this budget, 50% of the money that we receive in our bank account. So it's, let's say we're working it out monthly. So 50% of the money you receive, or if it's, you know, you're getting paid fortnightly, you can just say every four weeks is going to be allocated to your housing and your major bills. So this is going to be dependent on your situation, but in this section, you're including your rent or mortgage. If you're someone that's lucky enough to be living at home or you're paying some rent home, which is, you know, like a board 50 or a hundred dollars a week, still include this here, but it's obviously going to be a lot lower for you. And what I would say is if you are someone that's living at home or you've got, you know, a really great deal or you're living somewhere for free, 
think about your mortgage or your rent repayments in the future and just and just save that money. So that's just a little side note. If you're someone that happens to be living for free for some reason or living for really cheap rent and you know at some point you're going to have a rent or mortgage, live like you do and save that money. But let's go back to it. If you're sort of amongst probably the majority and you're paying rent or mortgage, that's where this, this is going to go. In addition, this 50% is going to include your major bills. Okay, so this is electricity, this is gas, this is water, this is groceries and supermarket shops, not Uber Eats, groceries. So you're going to buy groceries, lunches and dinners, breakfasts for the week. You need that stuff, okay? It's not the most fancy restaurant you're going out to on a Friday night. It's your grocery shop. It's your insurances. Um, and anything you need. Okay. So don't be sitting there thinking like, mm, do I need car insurance? You, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, you know, do I need house insurance in case my house burns down? Yes, you do. Okay. So this is anything you need. All right. This does not include, like I was saying before, you know, Uber Eats or your Netflix subscriptions. Like I see a lot of people say like, oh, what about your subscriptions? Sorry, you don't need a subscription. Um, that There's room for that in the other sections. You know, you're going to need a subscription. Um, we all would love to watch Netflix on a Friday night, but that's not in your need basket, okay? So when planning this budget, so if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, yeah, I really want to put a budget in place, I'm actually going to do this later, you can obviously, you know, pause or go back if you're sitting at home um, or if you're in the car, just, you know, go back to this later, but you might like to make a list of everything this includes for you. Um, again, this probably, this isn't like gifts. This is this is like things you need to live. So if you lost your job and you're like, I need to survive, what do you actually need? Let's take an example. Let's do a little bit of maths, even though this is not my strong point. If you listen to this podcast, you will know I've probably mentioned this before. So we keep it really simple. Let's take, for example, someone that makes $5,000 a month or every four weeks, we're going to say every four weeks because sometimes people get paid fortnightly. It makes it a bit easier after tax. If this person used this budget, they're going to have 2,500 every single month to spend on their needs. Okay. So this needs to take into account, say their mortgage is $1,600. Then the rest they've got left over is actually, well, their $900 they've got left over. That's going to need to include their bills. That's going to need to include what you get from the groceries, your electricity bill, your gas, your water. So this might require a little bit of work for you to go back and, you know, work out your electricity bills and have a look at how much you're paying for water per month, how much your insurances are. So it's going to require you going back and having a look at how much those things cost, but you need to sort of try and make it include all of those things. Again, this is flexible. So if you're someone that makes $5,000 a month, I think that's probably pretty common um, income around about there, then, you know, if this comes up and you're spending $2,400 on your needs, fantastic. If you're spending $2,600 on your needs, fantastic. So, you know, it's not about, oh, I've got to like cut down this $100, but everything in this I absolutely need. And I live in Sydney and my rent's super expensive. It's not about that. It's just a bit of a guide. So if you're hitting around there, perfect. If you're hitting below, awesome keep it there. If you know you're happy with your lifestyle and everything's okay and you're not, you know, being super restrictive or going without things you need, then um, absolutely fantastic. You can then allocate a little bit of that into the other 
into the other sections. Once you have had a look at where you are, so once you've added up your mortgage or your rent and your, your necessities and your bills, um, it's a good idea now to then reflect. And like I said before, if you're around that, you know, that 50% mark, that's that's absolutely amazing. And you might think, you know what, I need everything. So I'm not going to reduce anything. And that's, that's what it is. Cool. Um, if you do look at it though, and you think, yeah, I'm way over. Um, let's take the example we were working with before. So say if somebody makes 5,000 a month and then they say, okay, 2,500 needs to go to my needs, but they've realized that 3,100 is going towards the needs. That's, that's $600 over. So I'd be saying, is there somewhere we can have a look to reduce some of these expenses? And I personally think that the needs section is actually always a really good place to look if you're wanting to decrease your spending. And people think the opposite on this all the time because they just think, well, you know, you need your rent, you need your mortgage, you need your electricity bill, you need your phone bill, um, you need your car insurance. Those things are true, but these things are often quite negotiable. So I think this is something that people don't realise that, the need section is is actually the place you can kind of hustle and try and get what you actually do need, but get it at a lower rate. And the reason is because people do need these things. So there's lots of competitors, there's lots of different options. Um, and yeah, they're definitely negotiable. So one thing I would recommend in this section, I'm not going to talk about it too deeply because I have a lot before and I have on another podcast. Um, I think it's called like reducing your main expenses or something. I'll, I'll pop that maybe in the show notes. Um, but one thing I would recommend just now is to, um, you know, call up any of your providers. So insurance, electricity, mortgage, all the ones I was talking about before and see if they can reduce what you're paying or your interest rate um, for the same product. So this is one of the easiest ways to, to save money. Really, it honestly is. I've done it so many times and I've recommended people to do it and it generally always works. Um, you can just call up with a simple phone call. I know people don't like to do that sometimes and that puts them off, but you can often do like a quick chat as well. Um, if you go to their website, they normally have a chat bot or if you, you know, want to compare rates with different providers online on just a comparison website, you can often go through them and just like see they've got, you know, much, much cheaper and you can honestly just switch online. So yeah, if you want to keep it like easy and simple, the fastest way is just to call your current provider and say like, you know, hey, can you make this, can you just do this any better? You don't have to be mean. You don't have to abuse them. Um, you really can just say, can you do this any better for me? I'm just trying to, you know, see what, what the best deal I can get is. And if you want to go in super prepared, like I said before, go to a comparison website, put in all your product details and see what they can do better. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're sort of a more confident person, it's easier to do this because you can kind of just call, see what they say. Um, but if you're a bit hesitant or you haven't done this kind of thing before, try one of the quick chats or try online and do a comparison. Yeah. So that's just the first thing I would recommend. If your needs are less than 50%, that's amazing. Um, you know, if you're happy and you think you're living a great life, keep it all the same. If you're thinking like, oh, wow, you know, we're really living way below that 50% and, you know, we think we need an, an extra bedroom in our house, then, you know, yeah, see if that works for you as well because, you know, you're obviously living 
quite below your means. Um, but yeah, it's all individual. I think if you're living below, amazing. If you're hitting it on, amazing. Um, and if you've got some spare money, let's have a, you know, a think about how we can boost up the other sections, in particular, the 20%, which is exactly what I'm now going to talk about. Our next section of the budget is often the section or the percentage that is spoken about last, but I think that this is the most important section. So I'm going to speak about it after our needs because obviously we all need our needs, but I think this is the next important section. So I think you should consider this 20% before the 30%. So that's why I'm going to chat about it first. So our 20% is our saving and investing section because we all know that if you follow me on socials and you listen to this podcast we all need to be investing now don't freak out if you're not investing and turn the podcast off not what i'm saying this is just our section where hopefully we're saving towards some of our long and short-term goals and hopefully making a little bit of room for investing whether that means within property or within the stock market um yeah so don't worry if you're not investing yet, you're on your journey of education and learning, which is amazing. Well done. Um, but if you are investing, this is where we're going to work out how much we can be allocating towards it. So you can decide completely individually what is important to you within this section, as this is about your own short and long-term goals. For example, if you're saving for a Europe trip, amazing, you can find some money in this section to put towards it. Okay. Or if you're saving for a house deposit, again, you can find some money within this section to put towards it. Will you be able to save for your 10 grand Europe trip and your house deposit at the same time? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know what your income is, um, but if you, you, you might not be able to fit all of your goals into this section all at once, and that is totally okay. It's going to depend, you know, what section you are at in your life and what your priorities are. So, yeah, like I said, it's it's about our saving and investing, you know, and for you, it might be, well, I'm actually saving for a house deposit. So that's going to be my investing focus for now. Um, or you might say like, you know, I'm just actually saving for like a holiday, but I'm earning and I'm working for a while and I'm earning really good money. So I'm going to put towards, you know, some money to go into the stock market every month as well. So it's going to be completely individual. We just want to try and think about saving and investing if we can. So. To give us an example, let's go back to the maths. If we are the person making $5,000 a month, our 20% that we're getting in our bank account after tax is going to be $1,000. That's pretty good. So again, you might have multiple saving goals that you would like to work towards. So you might say, okay, saving for a house deposit in the next couple of years is actually really important to me and my partner. So I'm going to put $600 towards a house deposit. Great. You might also think I've got a holiday coming up in six months and I'm sort of saved towards that. So you're going to put $200 towards a holiday that's coming up in six months to, you know, bump up that spending money. And then you might think, yep, I want to make sure that I'm investing in the stock market as well. We love it. You might put $200 towards that. Okay. So you can see how you can divide it up. Alternatively, you might be really focused on smashing out a particular goal, which is really common in our 20s. I think um, it's it's always that balance between like, you know, what we really want in the next couple of years and then and the long term. So if we can do both, that's great. But sometimes it's just the fact that, you know what, you're really going hard for that house deposit and you want it in the next year. So you're going to chuck all the thousand dollars into your house deposit bank account. Great. Okay. 
totally flexible, um, but just try to think about future you at some point, even if it's not in the next six months or a year. Once you've reached that goal, even if it's the Europe trip, once you've reached that goal, think, okay, awesome, like Europe trip sorted. Like how can I think about future me now a little bit too? As mentioned before, if your needs are under 50%, let's say you're working at about 45%, then top up this 20% and make it 1,250. That way you're making sure that extra money is actually going towards other goals and things that you actually care about rather than just getting lost in your budget or being spent on whatever. So you know at the start, even if you feel like you're earning really good money, I'd say $5,000 a month is pretty good money. There's a potential that if you are working below for your needs and you're not really thinking about your 20%, which is your saving and investing, there's a there's a really good chance that that $250 is literally just getting frivolous into the, the budget and Uber Eats, a couple of things you're picking up on the way home from the supermarket, um, those extra couple of drinks. It's really, really easy to do that if you're not thinking about it. So yeah, just have a think about, okay, well, actually working with a little bit less, let's put that somewhere that's going to help me. And again, that's going to help you to reach multiple. Now for our last section, which is the most fun and still very important. It's our 30%, which should be spent on all of our lifestyle expenses and things that we want and value. Now, I try to talk a lot about value-based spending because I genuinely think that this is the one of the main keys to good financial habits and success. I think it's really important that we spend our lives doing things that we value and enjoy. But this really means thinking about what brings us joy, not spending on things we aren't bothered about or just as a habit and just being really, I guess, intentional with with where our money goes. And this can be super hard to break if you've never thought about it. And it can be really hard to reflect upon if you've never thought like, okay, well, I'm spending money on this. Do I like it? Do I value it? Am I getting something out of it or not? But just maybe the next few things you spend money on or outings or dinners or clothes, just try and think to yourself, it's really bringing me joy. Am I, am I enjoying it? Am I getting use out of it? Is this a memory? Is this something I value or that brings me peace? There's just, yeah, a bit of reflection to be done, I think, in this section that we probably can't cover all in this episode, but I just wanted to talk about that before we jump into what actually I think should be included in here. If you use this 30% as a, as a guide, this can be a good place to get you to start thinking about it and I guess think about how much money perhaps should go into this section. Um, and this is probably also a section I wouldn't encourage you to cut down on. So I know we talked about cutting down in the 50%, but I wouldn't, like I'd probably encourage cut down in the 50%, add it to your 20%. I probably wouldn't encourage you to cut down on this 30%. Um, if you do the math and you find you're under 30% and you're super happy with what you're spending on, then that's amazing. But don't find yourself at 31% and try and cut it down to 20%. Just please, this is a guide, it's individual. Um, and you know, trying to think, oh, well, I don't want this 30%, I'm gonna get it down to 10%. That is not what we need to be doing here. Um, but yeah, if you find you're at 60% for this section and you might you might want to do some reflection about what you might be overspending on and if there's anything we can cut down. So I'm just saying don't try and cut it below like 30%. I think that's probably a good spot anywhere around there. Um, yeah, I think it's super important to make sure that we're spending on things that, that make us happy. So what should this section include for us? So again, it's personal, but just to give you some ideas of what might be in it, 
this is everything you buy to live your life that's not an essential in that 50%. So this might be clothes. This might be eating out. This might be going to the, to the movies. Uh, if you love books like I do, buying books, upgrading your technology, you need a new phone, you need a new MacBook, you know, you pull it out of here or a couple of, you know, you save up in this section. Uh, you know, you go for a day trip and you go to a winery in this section, any subscriptions you have. So I know people like to say these are needs, but I don't agree. Netflix, Spotify, these are lifestyle expenses that you're using to enjoy your days, okay? If you have gym and fitness memberships too, I I think this is like a bit of a, this could be one that's got a bit of contention with it. I think some people might say that's a need. Um, perhaps it is if you really need it, um, you know, maybe you've got an injury or something, but I do think there's other ways to keep fit that don't require gym or your fitness memberships like you can go for a walk you can go for a run you can play sport um <coughs> like if you if you know you're going to have this every month then just you put it in this lifestyle expense you need it um but it's not going to be like an essential you need it to live if that makes sense that's just what i think you can disagree with me that's fine again this doesn't mean that these things aren't important that's not what i'm saying it's just they, yeah, they might not be like you need this to live or you're going to be on the street or you need this to live or you won't have heating or water. For example, um, like I was saying before, there's things you can you could interchange. So if you, you know, you, you found that this, you'd, you'd blown out this section and this was like 60%, where would I say maybe you could start? Well, you know, if you have three gym memberships, you've got like a Pilates membership, F45 membership, and then a, like a swimming membership or something, I'd say you'd be cutting them down to one or changing them to things like you could go for a run or a walk or do a YouTube workout. Um, This doesn't mean you shouldn't have it if it's high value to it. It's just to differentiate between what's in this section and what's in the 50% section. So just some ideas, not attacking gym memberships there at all, even though I feel like I have a little bit now. Um, Yeah, again, like it's sort of with the subscriptions. Let me give you another example so I'm not attacking the gym. Um, if you have Netflix, Spotify, Amazon, Hulu, I don't think you should have all of them at once. I think you should have one. And then, um, you know, if you are bored of that one, then swap or say to your friend, like, Hey, can you pay for Netflix and I'll pay for Stan? I think try and be creative in the way you do things. And and that'll pull this down to your, your 30% for you. Those are some things that you can actually be really creative with that aren't actually going to impact your lifestyle. So if you're over by this section, by what you think is way too much, I'm not saying that you're at 31%, 32%, no, 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 you're okay. But if you're over by more than you think it should be, or if you're, even if you're like not over by that much, but you're like, you know what, I do have two subscriptions. You know what, I do have Pilates, gym and F45, or you know what, like I am literally getting Uber Eats three times a week. Well, there's definitely some places you can cut down. Like I said before, subscriptions, different memberships, um, check where your money's going in terms of like, are you eating out or getting Uber Eats a few times a week? Yeah, just have a think about that. So I sort of talked about that twice, but I just wanted to give you some some places to start off and think about it. Even if you're, I love reading books and I sort of tried to do a bit of a no buy year this year. And what I said to myself was, 
you can't buy any new books. You just have to go to the library. So if you're like, oh yeah, I'm buying a new book every week. Well, that's 30 bucks. So, you know, could you just say, okay, well, actually I'm going to change this up and I'm going to start using the library or say to a friend that loves reading too, let's do some book swaps. We're only buying one book a fortnight or something like that. Before I spoke about some questions you could also ask yourself as well. So just to clarify what I think could be good, and you might want to write these down. I think firstly, ask yourself, do I get joy from this expense? And then I think secondly, ask yourself, is there anything I could do to make this cheaper or free that would give me the same experience? I think if you ask yourself those two questions when you're spending money, that will give you a really good indicator as to whether you want to spend the money or as to whether there's some changes you'd like to make in the future. Not saying that, you know, every time you go to get a coffee or lunch or (laughs) a top that you need to do that, but maybe just, you know, think, okay, well, for the next two weeks, I'm actually going to to do that in my mind and just, you know, have a little think about it. Or maybe at the end of the day, look through your bank account and see what you spent money on and ask yourself those questions, you know, just to yourself at home. You don't have to write it down in front of people or, you know, say, oh, actually, I'm not going to get this coffee to your friend that you're out for a coffee with because I don't think I value it much. It's not about that. It's just doing a little bit of reflection and seeing how you can be creative. So now that we've unpacked the budget and how it works and what goes in every section, I'm going to now talk you through how you might put this budget into practice and I guess just some suggestions of like the best way to do it. Again, this is really personal. So if you think like you've listened to it and you've got a good idea, um, that's okay. You can do it however you like, but I'm just going to suggest a bit of a basic method to work through. Um, And again, this might be, you might want to sit down and Um, write some notes or you might want to pause this and come back to it when you're home so you can actually think about trying to set it up completely up to you but firstly what I would do is I would suggest getting paid into a main account that you will keep as your 50% bank account so you probably already have this in place um, but I would suggest yeah getting getting paid into one account and then keeping as your 50% Then as soon as you get paid, setting up a direct transfer through your bank to send your 30% and your 20% money into two additional accounts. So then basically what that will look like is you'll have a 50% account, you have a 30% account, and you'll have a 20% account. Now, ideally, they're all three separate bank accounts that you can transfer money to, get a direct debit from, and if possible, you've got a bank bank card for just so you can use them as three separate accounts. And most bank accounts these days, I can't talk specifically about any banks, but most will give you the ability to have like, I don't know, five different accounts without paying for them. Or you could, you know, do it to separate banks if you wanted to, completely sort of how you operate. But in my opinion, bank accounts are free these days. I can't even think of banks that are charging any fees just to have a normal bank account. Um, so I would be doing that. So you've got your three bank accounts set up for each of your sections. What you can then do is you can get all of your major expenses taken out of your 50% account. So your mortgage repayments come out of that account. Your bills get direct debited from that account. Your insurances get direct debited out of that account. You might pay your groceries from the card that links to that account. Given this is your main account you're getting paid into, you'll also make sure that you never miss any payment. So if you've got the five grand a month, you're going to have $2,500 in that account, plenty in there, you won't miss your payment. So, and that's where your mortgage or your rent will come out of. Um, Another tip here 
is to change your bills and your repayments and things to come out like after you get paid, like the day after you get paid. So then they're coming straight out. Okay. So like I said before, you'll have your 2,500 in there as soon as you get paid, if you get paid monthly and they'll just, you know, the next day or two days later, perhaps is probably a safe way to do it. Probably two days after um, your mortgage repayment comes out, your electricity comes out, whatever it is, try and schedule it to that. And I know as I'm talking about this, this sounds like, oh, this is going to be, you know, hours worth of work. This is going to be a little bit of work. Once you've got it set up, you're good. So if you think this is going to work for you, put in the work, put aside some time, put in the work. Okay. So that's our 50% taken care of. Then we're going to have your 30% bank account. And like I said before, if possible, make sure you get a card that you can access with this account and you can go barefoot investor style and you can label it with your, you know, lifestyle wants, fun account, put it in your wallet. So you know, when you go out to grab brunch, that is the card you're using. Don't use your, your main expenses account or card. Use the one that's got your 30% and it's labeled like your fun account. Okay. Again, that is also needs to be the account where your subscription comes out of. So your Netflix subscription, change it. So it comes out of that 30% account. Okay. Like I said before, ensure that you set it up. So your main account transfers over 30% of the money into that account. So for the person earning five grand a month, you're going to have $1,500 in that account. Okay. Make sure it's got a card with it. Make sure any subscriptions, gym memberships, they're all out of that 30% account. That way you can monitor it. You can track it. If it's getting low, you can be like, oh, I'm going to pull back a little bit. Okay. Or I'm going to wait till the next pay and then I'm going to get that top then. So you can just monitor it a little bit for yourself if you've got it in that account. Then lastly, you're going to have your 20% account. Again, make sure that when you go into your bank account, you've labeled it your savings, your investing account. And from the main account, like we spoke about before, you're going to have the transfer over of the 20%. So for the person making five grand a month, that's going to be your $1,000. Again, this is going to be up to you how much you automate it, but you could then sort of do some more automation from that account as well. So let's say if you're deciding to invest, you could send $200 every month to your brokerage, or you could get them to take out the $200 every month if you've got auto invest, if that's what you've decided for your budget, or you could just, you know, have that one savings account, which is your whole 20%. And that's going to be for your house deposit. Um, if you've got a handle on this and you're like, yep, I've got this, I'm, it's all set up. I've got my three accounts. If you wanted to, you could always make more savings and investing accounts and then just, you know, transfer individually. I really hope that going through all of that makes sense. But if you have been exposed to sort of like how Barefoot Investor operates, how other investing or budgeting methods operate, sorry, um, it's about just having different accounts for different things so you can track and see where your money is. Okay, so for this one, we only need three accounts, our 50%, which we get paid into, it's our main account, 30%, which we transfer over that $1,500, okay, if we're earning five grand into there. And that's where we use our card to spend on our lifestyle and our fun. And then last, we've got a 20% account, which is going to sit there for our savings. And we can automate little things out of that if we would like to. Okay. Like I said before, um, that setting this up can absolutely take a little bit of work. 
okay? Um, but once it's done, it will run itself and it can honestly work like this for years. Okay, if you get a if you get a budgeting method that works for you, it's helping you reach your goals, it's helping you, you know, not inflate your lifestyle and stay on track of things, then that's a budget to keep. And of course you can tweak, you can change things as you go on, but I think this this simple method can honestly keep going and and keep working for for years. So if you want to start investing and you want to reach those money goals, I would absolutely start with ensuring you have a great budget locked in place. So set aside a Saturday afternoon, grab yourself a coffee or even like a cheeky glass of red, some snacks, make sure you have everything you need before you get started. So access your bank accounts, you know, get them set up on your laptop, you know, grab out your calculator, grab out a pen and paper um, and see how this might work for you. If you enjoyed this episode and you thought, yep, I'm putting that in place for myself, I don't have anything in place and I'm doing it, get out your phone, get the podcast up and go back over it. Start from the start, you know, on your pen and paper, write down your 50% and go through and be like, right, my 50% includes these things. Then what does your 30% include? Okay. Just start. Don't worry if it's not perfect. Okay. If you, you know, you spend your Saturday afternoon and you're you're hyped and you're like, yep, I'm going to do this. Don't worry if next week you realize, oh, I forgot to include this. Just go back and include it. Okay, tweak it a tiny bit. It's okay. It's going to take some maths as well. So make sure you've got your calculator there so you can work out, all right, well, how much is 50% for me? How much is 30% for me? How much is 20% for me? And allocate that in. Okay, this does not have to be done tomorrow. This does not have to be done next week. This can just be something you pop on the agenda for when you have time and that you can sit down and you can work it out. If you feel like, this budget is going to work for you and you put it in place, then I would really encourage you after three to six months to go back and review and see if all the figures are working for you. Do you need to reduce some expenses slightly with the methods we've discussed in this podcast? Feel free to come back, listen again, see what you could look at. If you think that you want to put a budget in place, but you don't think that this sort of budgeting method is going to work for you and your goals and your processes, then stay tuned because I'm going to be talking through some different ways to budget and some different ways of thinking about your money on the podcast. So please subscribe, make sure you check out the others as they come this season. And remember, this is personal, this is individual. So you might even like to chop and change, take some elements and decide what works from you. As long as you've got some kind of budget in place that's allowing you to see where your money's going, um, helping you to track your expenses and hopefully move the needle forward, however slowly on some of your financial goals, then you're doing amazing. This is just a quick note to say that nothing on this podcast is financial advice and nothing said on this podcast should be used as the basis for any financial decisions. I'm not a financial advisor and the purpose of this podcast is to provide education. Mm